You're listening to Health Call Live, the area's only live local interactive radio hour devoted to you and your health. Watch the video live stream on the Health Call Facebook page and call us with your questions at 447-1190 or toll free at 800-333-1190. Here's your host, health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Good morning. It is so great to be with you again, and I'm glad that you're here this morning because uh, we're going to talk about something I think is really interesting, a trend that's happening across the country that changes the way that people interact with their doctors. It's called direct primary care, and it's a big shift. Doctors are stepping away from insurance companies, doing absolutely no transactions with the insurance company at all. You have a direct relationship with your physician that is kind of like... um, Netflix. You pay a monthly flat fee, a subscription, a membership, and in return, there are several different services that you're going to receive at no additional cost. So, we're going to talk about all of that. Who is it for? Uh, how does it work if you have a chronic disease? What role does Medicare play? Uh, lots of different things. And a little bit later on, we're going to be joined by an attorney for a national group that helps practices and manage the business side of healthcare. But here in the studio with me is Dr. Jared Wegman from Indiana Direct Primary Care right here in Fort Wayne. Thanks for coming in this morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So you are out there on the cutting edge. About 2% of primary care physicians in the country are trying this new method, this membership subscription model. Give me the big picture on how this works and kind of Explain how you explain it to people. Yeah, I think uh, the easiest way to explain it is, is just how you did as a, a Netflix type account for your health care. Uh, people that don't have insurance, people that have high deductible insurance, and people that have insurance that they just want a better relationship with their doctor. You pay a monthly fee that's usually a flat monthly fee uh, that differs across the country depending on where you're at, but it's usually very affordable. You get unlimited care for that. You can get as many appointments per month as you need. And in addition to that, a lot of times they offer different perks as far as whether you have a wholesale pharmacy available to you, laboratories that are available to you, and then procedures done at no additional cost, things like that. It just changes the dynamic of how the practice works. We don't have to abide by the insurance uh, stipulations. We don't have to put all the, the bells and whistles and the notes and things we can focus our time on the patients, and by doing that, we don't have to see 30 or 40 patients a day. Most direct primary care practices may see six to eight patients when they have a full panel. That wow. means if you need an hour during that particular day, we have an hour to spend with you. So you just mentioned a phrase there, the patient panel. That's the total number of patients that you are taking care of enrolled in your practice. I've read that uh, a typical primary care practice will have somewhere between 1,800 to 2,000 or more patients on the list and you're trying to trim that down. What's your goal? So our goal here individually is is 500 patients. And that, again, every direct primary care practice is a little bit different. There are some practices out there that will take up to 1,000. There are some that take as low as 250. Uh, we found that just based on the number of patients at 500, we felt we could give um, that hour a day to each patient if they needed it. We felt that we didn't want to compromise that. Uh, we don't want to add extra patients to compromise that relationship 
relationship we really want with our patients. We want patients to be able to be seen the same day or the next day if they need to. We're going to talk a lot more about the finances, the costs involved, but if I want a membership with you, what does it cost? So our membership is a flat monthly fee at $99 a month. There are a number of different direct primary care practices out there that will tier that based on age. Uh, we felt like it was just easier to do a flat fee. We don't want to charge someone extra just because they're a little bit older or because they have more diagnoses or things like that. And uh, the only difference that we do have is if we have kids as part of a family, we don't charge them a monthly fee. We charge them just a flat per fee visit. We felt like most kids don't see the doctor that often. Yeah. It seemed unfair to, to charge them every month for something they may need for a sports physical and maybe one sick visit a year. Yeah. So rather than do that, we charge them just a flat fee, $25 per visit. We're going to talk more with uh, Dr. Jared Wegman about direct primary care. And if you'd like to be part of the conversation, as always, the phones are open at 800-333-1190, or you can call 447-1190. Also, the text line is open at 46862. So where you would put the phone number to send a text, just enter 46862. It comes right to us, and I'll put that question to Dr. Wegman. I want to bring a different voice into the picture right now. This is Dom Plested. She represents what's called the Medical Group Management Association, MGMA. I reached out to this consulting group to find out what they think about what type of patients are going to benefit most from direct pub private care. That's an excellent question of who is who can find the most advantage out of this because I think that really varies by individual. Um, I have seen young families really appreciate this model. There is a lot of primary care visits that uh, are involved as you have young children and as you're growing your family. And you find that wellness visits, frequent checkups, and a, a lot of that primary care management kind of falls under that bucket. That's a, that's a great option. I think some other people who really find this to be a, a model that really works for them are those who suffer from uh, chronic diseases. And so when you have a lot of primary care visits around your chronic disease management, um, diabetes, for example, this is a really uh, excellent service that fits with that as well. So there's an outside voice, uh, in addition to Dr. Wegman, kind of describing, describing what this uh, different approach to healthcare is all about. So let's talk more about what happens when I see you. How is a visit with a primary, a direct primary care doctor different? So our goal is like any physician's office goal is to see you on time. And when you see 30 to 40 patients a day, that's sometimes hard to do because you're going to have people that run long for their appointments. When you only see six to eight patients, patients a day and you schedule them the way we do, when you arrive there, we have a waiting room, but our goal is to never really use it. When you come in, you will go directly back to the patient room. We don't have nurses, we don't have MAs, we don't have anything else, you have me. So when we go back to the room, I'm the one that sits down with you, I'm the one that talks to you about your medications, I'm the one that takes your vital signs, I'm the one who goes through all that pre-stuff that you would normally do in the doctor's office with the nurse. And when, you know, you don't have to wait for the doctor to come in the room five or 10 minutes later, I'm already there. So we have all that time to sit down and talk about whatever is going on that day. When we get done with a visit, one of the things we always do is talk about what else is there? Is there anything else you need to talk about today? Because a lot of times when patients come in, they're focused on one thing mm -hmm. and they know that there's other things they want to talk about, but they don't often feel like they have the time to do it. They feel rushed. They feel... Um, 
like they can only have the opportunity to talk about that one thing. So yeah. it really surprises patients when you say, well, what else is there? What else can we do? You know, how else can we help manage this? What don't you understand? What can we help with? So we have that time to do that. And that it, it, it's getting back to a place in medicine where we really want to educate people. We really want to take care of their needs and we want to do it all in one setting. Uh, you know, I'm getting to uh, Dr. Marcus Welby vibe here. I mean, is that what we're doing? We're kind of going back to the future the way that medicine used to be? Yeah, and in some sense, that's correct. When you don't have to uh, rely on numbers of patients to get through on a particular day and you can focus on patients, you get that sort of family care atmosphere. The way I direct my practice is how I want my dad to be treated, how I would want my grandfather to be treated when they go into the office. If you're run into the office and my dad gets diagnosed with diabetes, I don't want him, them to tell him, you've got diabetes, here's your meter, here's these medications, take them and, and we'll see you in a month. I want someone to sit down with him, explain what diabetes is, explain what he needs to change in his diet, that he should exercise, that, you know, have somebody show him how to use the blood sugar machine, have somebody talk about the medications, what kind of side effects he could possibly have from those medications, how he's supposed to take them, and then have him come back in two or three days and then assess his understanding of that. In the current healthcare system, that's very difficult to do. You just don't have the time. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to get back in three days, you know, if you call in for an appointment today for a sick visit, you're lucky to get in for three days, let alone a, a follow-up visit for something. I just uh, I did appointment for May 26th. Uh, that's the earliest I can get in to see my family care guy. Yeah, so you're right on target there. We have a question here, uh, a text question about Medicare and how does that apply? We're going to talk about that. Disease management. We just heard Dr. Wegman mention diabetes. What is the role of chronic disease management in all of this as we take a look at a different way to see the doctor. It's called Direct Primary Care, and we'll talk about it more here on the Health Call Live Radio Hour on WoWo. This is Health Call Live. We're glad you're listening, but don't be afraid to call and ask your question on the air. It's free, non-invasive, and best of all, you don't have to wear an exam gown. Now, back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. But as I always say, if you choose to wear an exam gown while we're on the program, that's perfectly fine with us. We will never know. We're here in the studio with Dr. Jared Wegman. He's a physician, an MD, primary care doctor, and doing things a little bit differently. You see Dr. Wegman as a member of his practice and you pay a monthly membership fee. So how did you get to this point? You you have uh, been a hospitalist in the past, so you've worked in the hospital world. Tell me how you, you moved this direction. Well, it started a long time ago. When I first dreamed of becoming a doctor, this is the type of practice I really wanted to have, was that individual patient family type practice. As you go through medical school and training and, and do different jobs and things like that, over the years, things have really changed. The invention of the electronic health record, you know, the different things that have gone along with that. Mm -hmm. And then the, the transition from physicians owning their own practices to hospitals owning practices has changed everything. There's been a dynamic of how many patients can you see, you know, how many people can you get moved through. And when that happened, you spent less and less time with patients. So, And on the other side of that, you got more and more regulations with that because you didn't spend the time with the patient that you needed to. So now you've got the nurses, you know, having to go through medicine reconciliation and, and different, you know, factors that they have to check boxes for for insurance companies. When if you really 
stretched that visit out, gave the, the physician the time that they needed for that visit, you wouldn't have to have that stuff. So we've added regulations because we've decreased time. Mm-hmm. It really made no sense. So when you get down to it, when this uh, practice design came out, and certainly I'm not the pioneer in this at all, there are some larger cities and, and pioneers of this. When it first came out, it, it's it's even though it's a small percentage right now, it's spreading fairly rapidly. Yeah, I keep hearing that it is growing quickly. We have a couple of text questions I want to get to you with. I'm 38. I've already had a total hip replacement at age 25. That's a tough life. I'm going to be needing an elbow replacement soon. Both joints problems due to a staph infection in the past. How would this kind of health care help me? So one way it would help is that we can get those patients access to whatever they might need in the interim between those surgeries, between those specialist visits and things like that. So we can we can kind of try to hold off some of those um, complications and some of the you know pain-related things or other things that happen in the meantime. The other thing that we do for our patients is when you see direct primary care practices build in a town, the specialists eventually follow and become not part of the practice, but they understand that there are those members out there and they start to develop fee-based structures for those patients as well that don't have insurance. So that will follow at some point here in Fort Wayne as well. One thing that we do as a direct primary care practice, though, is we find the avenues for those patients to figure out what is the best way for them to afford it. If they've got a high deductible health plan, how can we help them manage that deductible to get what they need? If they have no health insurance, how do we manage what hospital systems um, charity care things that, that they have available that many patients don't know about. So we help them manage those things through our office to be able to get them the care they need. So you become kind of a coach on how to find your way through the, the big monster, the big system that's out there. Absolutely. You know, even as a physician, when I have a health insurance plan, I don't completely understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know all the things that are out there that to help patients until I got into medicine. So how is someone that doesn't have that inside knowledge have any idea that those things are available, how to navigate that system? That's what we're there to do. We're there to help them figure that out. I think people are going to like that. Uh, here's the other question. If you have Medicare but feel like your primary care physician is too busy, can you move into direct care management? So there's two possible answers to this one. There are some direct care practices out there that do what they call opt out of Medicare. So as a physician, if you've ever been enrolled in Medicare, you stay enrolled in Medicare, whether it was with the hospital or other physician's office, things like that. So Mm -hmm. unless you opt out of Medicare, you cannot accept those patients. Um, Medicare has their specific rules and regulations that they have to do. So if you're a part of the Medicare program, you have to take the Medicare benefits and pay rates. So there are practices that do that across the country. The problem with that is those physicians can work nowhere else where they accept Medicare because they're no longer enrolled in Medicare. So it becomes very difficult for physicians to do any extra work. If I wanted to work in a, you know, an urgent care clinic one weekend to help them out or in a hospital, I couldn't do that. So the other option is right now, Medicare is actually piloting some programs across the country where they're partnering with direct primary care practices and trying to figure out, hey, maybe this is better for patients because there have been a number of studies to show across the country that if you give people more time and, and enter these type of practices, that they actually have better outcomes. So Medicare's work 
working on that. We're going to talk about that in more detail in the next half hour, checking in with our attorney consultant and get her idea on, on how this all plays in together. So am I going to get, if I have a chronic condition that uh, diabetes comes to mind, blood pressure can't get controlled, that kind of stuff, how are, how is do you think you provide better care? How can you provide better care than I'm going to get otherwise? Yeah. I, am I a better doctor than the other ones out there? I certainly wouldn't say that. Do, am I able to provide better care? Yes. And it's all because of the time I'm able to spend with patients. When you talk about being diagnosed with high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, all those things, where we should start with all those disease processes is diet, yeah, sure. exercise, um, and many physicians don't have time to chat about that. I mean, that's a big conversation. Most people don't really understand the basis of nutrition. Most people don't know what exercise truly means, um, you know, those sorts of things. And, and in my particular office, we actually have a gym associated with it where we walk them over there and work them with a, a personal trainer. You know, we have that time to do that. So we get to the very basics of it. But then in addition to that, we talk to them about the different medications, what their options are, what the side effects might be, you know, why this medication might work one way versus another another, when you should take the medication, what you should expect from a, a water pill, um, you know, things like that. And then we also get down to the point where we have that that better relationship, I feel like, because we spend more time. Mm -hmm. So if you can't afford your medicine or you're not taking your medicine for any particular reason, I feel like you're more likely to tell me than you would somebody who whisks in for five or 10 minutes and is out the door because you didn't even have the opportunity to say, hey, doc, I'm not really taking it because it just doesn't work for me or it's got the side effect. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I mean, you have a, con a relationship, a conversation with with the physician, and I get that. I, I can see how that could be more open. So, so uh, what about prescriptions? You said you can offer those in the office. How does that work? So, we have a number of prescriptions available in the office. If you come in and have a cold, uh, you know, uh, something that requires an antibiotic, you know, we can diagnose that in the office. And then, you know, your child has strep throat, we can actually fill that prescription for the amoxicillin there in the office. And what that does is it not only saves members time because we're able to fill it there and not have to go to the pharmacy later, but it saves them money too a lot of times because we get the medications directly from the wholesaler. We get, you know, prices, and, and most patients are familiar with something called GoodRx, where mm -hmm. you can get it online and, and get a discount yeah. card. We have most of our medications at or below GoodRx pricing. Until there's no markup on that, you're just passing it straight through? Yeah. So I feel like our members pay a fee to be part of that practice, and we're not nickeling and diming along the way. We're not the low-budget airline you know, version of healthcare. We don't want to charge them for their seat and their bag and everything else. When you come to our practice, the only additional things you pay for are the things we have to pay for, and that's at our cost. So you have a fitness center uh, associated with the practice that I can use as a member, right? I just can, anytime I can come in and use the gym, right? Yep, correct. What else can you do for me in the office? EKG, all those kinds of standard sort of things? Absolutely. So we have access to EKG. We can do procedures as well. We do joint injections. We do skin procedures. We do female health care. Um, you know, we can do uh, a lot of the simple procedures that, that, that all the uh, family doctors can do. Mm -hmm. And it, we don't charge anything in addition to that. If we have to send, you know, a mole to a lab, we have to pay them something to read that and do that. So that's a little bit extra expense. But to actually do the procedure in the office, 
there's no extra charge for that. What about lab tests? Are can I can I have the blood draw there? Do you then send me someplace else? How does that all work? Yeah, so we have two options. So if you come in the office that day, we can actually draw your blood there and send it off to the lab. Or if you're at home and you're next to a, a lab core facility, we can send that uh, that. Uh, requisition to them and you can get it done directly in their office as well. We do everything with them wholesale pricing. So whereas you might get a blood count done at a hospital or other facility, it may cost you $100 or more if you don't have insurance. In our office, it costs $6. (laughs) I'm laughing because there's that much markup. It's just that much bureaucracy is what I would say. There's so many extra steps, so many extra people involved with billing and coding and, and all those other things that we don't have to do. And so the, the lab companies recognize that, too, and they understand they don't need to, to add on to that because there's no, there's no middlemen there. Uh, We have so much more to talk about as we explore a new type, a new method, really, for delivering primary care. It's a membership-based program that that has some some advantages, it seems to me. But let's talk about the downside. Who's this not a good fit for? And what are some of the gotchas? It can't all be rainbows and sunshine here. So we'll explore that as we continue here on the Health Call. talking to Dr. Jared Wegman from Indiana Direct Primary Care about seeing a physician as a member. And that's coming up next. Stay with us. Welcome back to Health Call Live, where health information is free and the stethoscope is never cold. We're here to answer your questions at 447-1190. Now, back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. And if you don't want to pick up the phone and would rather use the text, uh, just go 46862-46862, and that gets the question to us. And I will put it in front of Dr. Jared Wegman, who is in the studio with us. He is a different kind of doctor, a primary care physician, so a family doctor, essentially, uh, but you see him under a subscription or a membership. So you're paying a flat monthly rate, and that covers everything in the office, doctor? Yeah, pretty much everything in the office. If we have to give some medications in the office and things like that, there may be a small additional charge for the medication we have to give just because, again, we have a small expense associated with that. But we always let our members know that up front. So everything is very transparent. Again, my goal is to have everything covered under that fee, but occasionally we have a small extra cost associated with that. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, chronic disease management. That's pretty complex at times, and there's some concern about whether or not that really fits. So I reached out to Dawn Plested. She is an attorney and a consultant with a group called the Medical Group Management Association. So they are a, a consulting group that helps doctors manage all types of practices more effectively, not just direct primary care. But I asked her about that. Can I get good chronic disease management in this environment? Yeah. You know what? You could really get me on my soapbox on this. With chronic disease management, one of the most effective things to managing your markers is is frequent consultation with your with your provider. So um, I actually worked with a group where we developed a protocol that had quite a few more touch points around um, around the diabetic management. And we found that it direct the number of touch points directly correlated uh, with the patient A1C. So, you know, putting that in in layman's terms, the the more frequently they saw their primary care doctor, the better their numbers were. And and that's often the case. Chronic disease management is exactly what it sounds like. It is managing um, a condition that you're not really able to cure. And, And frankly, that requires expertise that 
you know, the average person doesn't have. Um, I'm not capable of managing uh, diabetes for myself. I would need assistance in that. And I think that's true of, of most people. And so that's where this model can be super effective and really um, both effective in terms of outcomes and quality of care, but also very effective in terms of controlling the costs. And then I will add that there are some downstream cost savings uh, to that, because if your chronic disease is properly managed in the primary care setting, you have significantly less uh, inpatient and ED visits as a result. And that reduces the total cost of care across the whole industry. So one of the hot topics in healthcare is always around how we can control costs and how we can um, generally improve outcomes. Those are the, the primary focuses. So if you can improve the quality of care that patients are receiving while reducing costs of care throughout the whole system, you really have a winner. And I, I do believe that this model is something that is extremely effective at that. I also read that uh, many of physicians are including phone calls, uh, video chats, text messages, email as a way to reach them and, and get questions answered. And one doctor I saw quoted saying about 70 percent of his office visits, uh, the questions answered could be better handled over email. Are you seeing that happen in the real world? A hundred percent. You know, um, you just think about how busy your own schedule is. I think about how busy my schedule is and going into a doctor's office, you know, can be a couple hours at a minimum time commitment. I, it, it's extraordinary how difficult that can be to schedule sometimes. And really, oftentimes I have a quick question. Uh, the patient has a, a quick touch point that they need that can absolutely be better handled um, over video or telephone, there is a host of home monitoring options that can be incorporated into a program like this. You know, having touch points, having video calls, having telephone calls, having text messages, those are all just included as a part of your fee. And that really is moving us into the future. So isn't that interesting? You know, during COVID, doctor, uh, the um the insurance companies came around to uh, reimbursing paying doctors for telehealth visits, for video chats and that kind of thing. There's some question about whether that's going to continue or not. But you do you agree that the, the text and the phone and video chat, important part of your practice? Absolutely. There are certain things that can't be done that way. And we understand that. And there's definitely something about, you know, having the patient in the office. But the way the world works is they not everybody can come in. Not everybody has the time to do that. So, and it's much easier to be able to say, hey, on my lunch hour, I can video chat with my doctor on the phone. It's much easier if I need a refill to be able to text me directly and say, I need this refill rather than spend three minutes in a phone tree to get that prescription refilled. Mm -hmm. So having those as options to me is key for the way we live today. Yeah, I get that. I, I see that advantage. Uh, you know, during um, the research I was doing on this, I, I discovered that very few people today actually have a relationship. Well, I mean, not very few. Fewer people today have a relationship with a primary care doctor. They're using the, the doc in the box, the, the quick care kind of clinic locations, or some people just use the emergency department as their health care. So in terms of controlling cost... Uh, for all of us, uh, I see this being a step forward. What else is a driver for people not engaging with a physician? Why don't more people have a relationship? 
So uh, there's a number of different reasons. I see one of the big reasons is people don't have insurance or people have high deductible insurance plans that don't allow them that direct access and they don't feel like they have access. Even though they have insurance, they feel like they can't afford to go. Um, the other things that come to mind um, are a lot of times when people do establish with someone, when it's a larger office, when you go for a follow-up, you don't often see that same person. So you're starting over every time you go. You may see the doctor one time, the nurse practitioner the second time. You may see a different physician the third time just because those are the available appointments. And when you can't establish that relationship with someone, you might as well walk into an urgent care because a lot of times you can get seen the same day and not have to wait three days to see someone different. Yeah, so true. Tell me some things that, that most patients don't know about how insurance controls the physician's day. So it's all based on payment models and things like that. So the larger systems, in, for example, in Fort Wayne, we have uh, Lutheran and, and Parkview as our main systems with IU coming in very slowly. But they have the significant volumes of patients where insurance companies need to sit down and talk to them and really work with them to pay a certain fee to see those patients. A lot of doctors have gone to those systems because as a small person with a small office, when you have a panel of 2,000 patients, you're not a big fish in, that, in the insurance company see. So they don't feel like they have to negotiate with you. They, they tell you what price they're going to give you for a particular visit. And everybody's got to earn a living. Everybody's got overhead. Every business has those things. And to make that number, if you get, if you get paid less each visit, you got to see more patients. Yeah, so give me an idea there. It, it, what do you know? What a typical corporate doctor receives in compensation for a visit? It just depends. Um, it, it's all across the board. So Medicare and Medicaid rates are the lowest as far as visit um, payment models and things like that. Um, private insurance does pay a little bit better, but it's literally across the board. It can fluctuate by anywhere from ten to to fifty, sixty dollars per visit, depending on what the insurance company is and what kind of rate that doctor negotiated. And, of course, that's what the, the employer receives. That's not necessarily what the physician receives, right? Correct. Because you're an employee at that point. I'm, I'm just working for a living like everybody else. I'm a wage slave, as they say. Absolutely. So tell me about uh, Medicare again. And it's such a big issue for so many people. If I'm under Medicare and I come to see you, I'm still paying out of pocket that $99 a month to see you. How does that make sense? So... In general, paying that extra fee, a lot of people under Medicare pay for supplements and other things because they have better coverage with that. They get more appointments with or um, more visits with those supplements where now they don't have to pay more out of pocket. So you're already paying more for the supplement anyway. This is essentially a supplement for those people. And not only that, but it also helps people in Medicare uh, manage those chronic problems because the vast majority of people in Medicare, I mean, as you get older, you tend to get more health problems. So they need to see the doctor more often. Um, they oftentimes need a little bit more time to get in the office just to sit down to be able to do some of those extra yeah. stuff. And when you're taking that extra time just to do that, you get less and less time with the physician. As medicines and as medicine in general gets more complicated, you, we need to spend more time with those patients because a lot of times they don't necessarily understand or it takes a little bit more time to sit down and give them the understanding of what's going on. You know, the Medicare population is such that they're in that um, 
situation where a lot of times they just do what the doctor says. That's mm-hmm. that generational thing. So mm-hmm. now they oftentimes, you know, when you know younger people come to the doctor, they question, you know, what's going on and things. So that that generation just doesn't. They say, okay, doctor, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Yeah. But we try to get them engaged to say, look, we want you to be part of your health care. We want you to help make these decisions because, you know, while we're putting a medicine on there, we want you to have, you know, that's we're doing that all for quantity of life. You know, there's some quality associated with that, but you know, there are studies that show if we put you on uh, statin medication, your cholesterol is going to go down. You might have less risk of a heart attack. But if you're a person who's on a statin and it's causing you muscle pain every day, mm-hmm. you know, at some point, you know, you want to have that discussion. Is it worth it? You know, is the loss of quality of life worth that chance that I might not have a heart attack five years from now? Maybe it's not. I don't know. But it's worth having that discussion. Hey, we are winding down last few minutes here with Dr. Wigman from Indiana Direct Primary Care. If you have a question about this new way of thinking about health care, you can call 447-1190 or shoot a text to 46862. We are back in just a minute here on the Health Call Live Radio Hour on WoWo. You're listening to Health Call Live, your regular Saturday morning appointment with healthcare professionals, where treatment is always painless and there's never a copay. Here's your host, health and wellness correspondent Lee Kelso. And there is never a copay when you go see uh, Dr. Jared Wegman at Indiana Direct Primary Care because that's the whole point of the practice is it is a flat monthly fee that you pay and you have a relationship with your doctor. We were just talking during the break here about, uh, you know, I'm regular listeners know I'm kind of a health hack kind of guy. I, I like to live out there on the edge and think about different things. Are you are are other doctors facing restrictions that you don't? If I want to come in and talk about some innovative procedures or innovative therapies, yeah, absolutely. So again, we don't have to click the boxes on the note to get things paid for like you would with insurance companies. So because we don't have to do that, we can do things a little bit differently. We can do stuff a little bit more innovative than other practices may be able to because we don't necessarily have to follow the rules that the insurance company tells us we have to follow. We actually get to practice medicine. So tell me more about that. What does the average doc have to put up with during the course of the day? I mean, one hospitalist said he clicks, he counted 25,000 clicks a day in hospital software. Right. And that that translates to the office as well. So what most people don't see on the other side of their doctor's visits is the doctor, you know, maybe running late because they did spend a little bit extra time with the patient. But in addition to that, a lot of times what they're doing is they're doing that documentation on the other side. They're taking what the what the patient said. They're they're putting that down. But then they're also regulated to click those boxes to meet those requirements of that insurance company just to pay for that visit. And those that's where those 25,000 clicks comes from. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a situation where a lot of those outpatient docs and inpatient docs, for that matter, end up spending twice as amount of time with the patient's chart as they do with the patient. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. It's been my experience sometimes. So I'm a little concerned, though. You are the only doctor in this practice, no physician's assistant, nurse practitioner as as yet. Um, if you've got 500 people you're caring for and you get sick, what happens? 
Right. So that's certainly a problem. Um, one of the good sides to that, though, is that you're not seeing me and then the next time the nurse practitioner and the next time another physician because I'm there. I'm the one that's there for you. If I have to go on vacation or if I get sick, I have people that can back me up for that short period of time I'm gone. But with the virtual world that we live in these days, if somebody absolutely needed to see me or talk to me, we have the phone, we have virtual visits, we have other things and other options for me to be able to participate still in that patient's care. Wait a minute, I'm going to get my doctor on the phone? Imagine that. Yeah, I mean, phone, text message, email. In fact, the vast majority of my patients that have established with me, when they have a question, they, they text me. And, you know, throughout my day, I'm able to text them back or, you know, call them or email them within usually a few hours. Mm-hmm. I do want to, to bounce back just to the Medicare question because that's such a big deal. Um, and Don Plested, who is that attorney consultant with the Medical Group Management Association, and I talked a little bit about that. And let's let's hear, hear her thoughts on whether people with Medicare should be thinking about direct primary care. In a direct primary care solution, they do not take insurance, and that would include Medicare. And so... Um, with that said, I actually think that this program is a really perfect fit for Medicare patients. What we find with Medicare is that um, reimbursement is often subpar. And so patients can have a pretty difficult time finding the care that they need in a timely fashion um, in terms of visits that are covered um, and and care management and and so forth. uh, Coverage is just not great. Typically speaking, what I find with a lot of patients that I work with and that I um, encounter is that most people who are on Medicare also carry some sort of supplemental insurance. From my perspective, uh, a direct primary care model is actually the perfect supplemental insurance. You have your Medicare for those catastrophic or larger um, events, but you have uh, uh, access to a direct primary care provider to really manage your chronic diseases and and give you that more frequent access that you're going to want um, and that we we tend to find becomes more important as as we advance in age. So let me make sure I understand that because I'm just I'm kind of new to the whole Medicare regime myself. So instead of spending <laughs> money on a supplemental policy, you think there's value in taking those dollars and applying it to a relationship with the direct care provider? I really do. Yep, I really do. And of course, you know, I'm an attorney, so I always have to caveat everything by saying it depends and it's, you know, contingent on your own personal health care needs and your own specific situation. You should have that conversation with your primary care doctor. You should look at your insurance coverage and your own health care needs. But yeah, you know, I think the, the beauty of the direct primary care model is the amount of access and the the deeper level of relationship that you have with your provider. Um, you know, the ability to text or make a quick phone call and immediately get a call back from your provider, that's invaluable. You know, I, I know some practices where people will call and it, it, it is challenging to get a person on the line. It is incredibly challenging to get your provider on the line. Um, so, it, let alone the amount of visits and access that a that a model like this can cover. And again, from a chronic disease management perspective, this is a really effective way of, of covering that. 
Now, I want to be clear here. I've been kind of critical of uh, traditional medicine here, and, and I know, I know enough docs that I know it's, it's not what they want. They're not happy about it either. They would like to spend more time with their patients, and they just don't have that option because they've sold their practice. They work for one of these big hospital groups. 74% of independent providers now have sold to someone else and are now employees. And that number has jumped dramatically in just the past couple of years. It went from 50% to 74%. COVID had a lot to do with that. Those guys, it's a, it's, it's a financial risk that you, doctor, are taking doing business this way, right? You're now an entrepreneur. Yeah, and when you go into medical school, you're not trained in business. You're trained in medicine. So I have no real background in business, which I think is what a lot of physicians, um, especially coming out of school now, understand. And so it's much easier to go to work for someone who manages all the business aspects of it, and you get a paycheck. The downside to that is, is you, you, lo- you lose control. Um, you lose the ability to manage some of the things that you really need to manage to help take care of people. Um, and again, it's it's not a, against the big hospital system, against the doctor. It's mm-hmm. against the system. The system in general is yeah. broken. I think people are realizing that. And the problem is, is that not only people are realizing that, but they've sort of succumbed to it. They've sort of just realized it is what it is, and they're accepting of it. And I don't think we have to be. That is uh, Dr. Jared Wegman from Indiana Direct Primary Care. Easy to find online at indianadirectprimarycare.com. And you are accepting new patients. And how does that process work? you got 30 seconds to explain it. Sorry for that. Absolutely. Basically, you can call our office. There's a web form that you can fill out online to that um, we'll call you back to do that. So it's like any other doctor's office. You just call to make an appointment. Okay, there you go. IndianaDirectPrimaryCare.com puts you in touch with Dr. Jared Wegman. Um, interesting trend. I'm really excited to see how this goes and whether the regulations get in the way. Is the insurance company is going to be f- lobbying to get things to block guys like you from being in business? I think a lot of people are looking for alternatives, and you're right. I, I think a lot of people really are fed up and... and um, looking for something different. I hope they'll explore it. That's all the time we have this week. I will be out next week. So next week's program is going to be a best of, sort of a rerun, but back in the studio with you the following week. Here for you every time that I can be each Saturday morning for the Health Call Live Radio Hour on WoWo. We'll see you in a couple of Saturdays. You've been listening to Health Call Live. Watch a recording of today's program on the Health Call Facebook page or on the web at www.healthcall.live. Drop us a line to recommend a guest or suggest a topic for a future broadcast. Join us next Saturday at 9 a.m. for another edition of Health Call Live on WoWo 1190 a.m. and 1075 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.